welcome to Adjust Your Crown. My name is Jamie and I'm your host. You guys, welcome to this episode of Adjust Your Crown. (laughs) (laughs) Um, As per usual, um, we have been sitting in here just chit-chatting it up um, with Miss Kelly. Say hello to the lovely people. Hi, everyone. (laughs) Thanks for having me, Jamie. Absolutely. Y'all, we have shut down many of parking lot restaurants and all of the above, <laughs> chit-chatting. Um, chit-chatting with these conversations. Um, and one of my favorite memes that reminds me of you, Kelly, is the one that's like, those late-night car conversations are your best form of therapy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the time you get up, like, thank yes, you, girl. It's like, always like, you feel this relief listen. and a sense of gratitude. Yeah, yeah. And I think I, I probably said this on every, um, every episode, but... Every now and again, I am reminded that everybody doesn't have this. And it's crazy to me, um, but it was one of the reasons that it was kind of important for me to do this. One, because maybe some of these conversations spark conversations among um, other friendship circles. Um, But also, too, you know, especially... You do Clash Collective, mm-hmm. so you 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 actually are probably my introduction into what healthy women relationships look like. Mm-hmm. So I always want to show a healthy version mm-hmm. of us as women, but also as black women too. So, but it's also a reflection of you, because people wouldn't hang out with you if you weren't. True. You understand what I mean? True. Like, you know, energy, like energy attracts and all Absolutely. that kind of stuff. So. You not in that circle because you some run. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, like I'm the project. <laughs> I, I, I that's dope, and I actually I received that because, and I've said on other episodes of this as well. Like one of my things with 2019 is one is trusting my circle. Mm-hmm. Like I'm surrounded by some. I was just in here telling Kelly like I'd be trying to be the humble friend, <laughs> but like I had like y'all. I have some of the most amazing women around me and I need to a trust them to show up for me, but also understanding that I'm deserving of those types of friendships. So I thank you for being a part of my circle. Thank you for allowing me to be in being a part of mine. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I was previously telling Kelly, she is probably one of the reasons I wanted to share her with you all. And I'm, I'm kind of, particular about you mm-hmm. like <laughs> she had befriended chanel and i was like mm, <laughs> wait a minute wait a minute like it's and it's funny because when you have super dope <laughs> girlfriends when you realize you have to share them <laughs> with other people you're like mm. but you gotta let them be great and let them be in that space and it's funny because chanel says the same thing about mm-hmm. me too she's just like well i gotta you know i gotta share it with other people right. but i wanted to share kelly with you all because as i try to tell kelly often she was where this journey started for me, um, where kind of my entry into womanhood began. So I'm super excited for this episode. (laughs) And the reason that I gave you, um, so the theme for this discussion is liberate her. Mm -hmm. It is liberate her, but I also think that you are a liberator. Thank you. I I think that that (laughs) is definitely you. And so I looked up, Um, the definition for liberate, and it is to release, and in parentheses, someone from a state or situation that limits freedom of thought or behavior. Mm -hmm. So I think that prior to our friendship and prior to me meeting you, 
I had certain thoughts and certain um, behaviors and just my makeup alone that were very limiting. (laughs) And I think that, you know, as you get to know Kelly and if you know Kelly, she lives her life out loud. She is unapologetic. And when you come across that energy, it'll do one of two things. It'll either inspire you or it'll scare the (laughs) shit out of you. (laughs) Or get you out of there. (laughs) It'll scare the shit out of you. And so for me, it definitely was one of those things that kind of attracted me to you because it was like, man, that's dope. Like she is out here living her best life. She's not sorry about it. And, you know, she'll say some things. She'll reference some feathers. But at the end of the day, whenever I left your presence, and I think that probably several people that you come across have this experience, you leave better. Like, because I know that I I can think of quite a few times during our friendship that, that you've challenged me. And I've been like, you know, of course, you know, truth it kind of hits you in the gut a little bit at first (laughs) at first but then when you sit down and you sit with that and you think about it and you reflect on it like they've been major shifts for me and without going too deep into that situation I remember the relationship that I was previously in Mm -hmm. and most people on this series of this podcast went through that relationship with me and I I just so appreciate you all for going through the ups Mm -hmm. The ups and the downs, and I told, I think it was Kiwana, uh, that none of y'all left me through that situation. Like, y'all had me, like, I was on y'all's, I know I was on (laughs) y'all's last nerves, but stuck with me through that. But I remember one time I was talking to you, and again, this was like a back and forth. Like, Mm -hmm. we had several of these conversations, several times, and it was just a situation that I knew that it was, it, it had come to its end. I was just trying to figure out how to transition from that um, situation. I remember one time I sat down with you and you were like, well, why don't you just stay? And I was like, wait. <laughs> I'm trying to leave. <laughs> and I was like, what? You were like, well, just stay and accept this behavior and, you know, just live your life. And I was like, <gasps> I don't want what? that. But I, <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> but, and I remember at first being like, she is such a smart ass. Like, <laughs> She knows good and well. But then I was just like, but that's real. Like Now you know what you really want to do. Yeah. It's like, it's time to make a decision. Like, are we going to stay in this and you going to rock with it? Or is it time for you to release yourself from certain behaviors Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh, limits? So I definitely think that this topic is very fitting Mm -hmm. uh, of, of the person that you are and the woman that you are. Um, so I'm excited to dive in, and I feel like giving you this entire list of questions, but I won't. <laughs> so whatever you got. Yes. So let's just start with give me a moment where you've had to adjust your crown. Um, the one that stands out for me. There's been several moments um, because mm-hmm. even people like me who um, appear to be free, to be confident, and things mm-hmm. like that, we still struggle. We have yeah. insecurities and all those sorts of things, and we're not. You know, obstacles still happen. You don't know what's going to come in front of you, and you don't know if you're going to be able to handle it. And yeah. So, um, particularly, I remember uh, after I had my son, I had uh, what a therapist later described as postpartum blues, not yeah. all the way to depression or whatever. 
But um, I wasn't happy in my relationship. I wasn't happy in my living situation. I had all of these people just driving me crazy. And, you know, I'm coming out of having a 10-pound child. I don't look the same, and I didn't have the support and everything. And so I remember getting into a big argument with my son's father and some of his family. Now, it was more of his family versus him. And then, But I didn't appreciate how he handled it. I didn't feel yeah. like he supported me. And so I called my brother, and I just had a full-on tantrum. And my brother is like my my everything. He's like my father. He's all of those things. And so when I call my brother, it's a, it's a big deal. Yeah. And I'm just having a tantrum. I, I hate them. I'm, you know, I'm going crazy. And he told me to come home. He was like, come to New York. Like, you need to come home or whatever. So I went to New York for like a week. And just I slept, you know, or whatever. I ate all the things that I liked. To, I was just doing all the, I was in the space that I liked to be in. I was yeah. eating the things I liked to eat. And I don't know, they sound simple, but I was, it was almost like being plucked out of a, like a zoo, you know, and then taken to a castle. Yeah. And so um, it was It was a condo in Harlem, but it felt like, you know what I mean? It was, the, <laughs> it was a castle. The energy was so different. Like, yeah. It was like that. And so it was reminding me of who I am because my brother thinks I'm pretty dope and, so he's like, you know, if you're not, you're not happy or people aren't doing what they're supposed to do by you, then you know what you need to do, you, you know? And so that week just rejuvenated me. And, I, and then I happened to stumble upon a book. It was about regeneration. I had never heard the word, yeah. you know, really. So I looked it up and, and I was like, this is what is supposed to be happening to me. Like, I'm supposed to be... I'm a new mother. This is a new space for me, all that kind of stuff. And yeah. so you have to be a new person to some degree yeah. or bring on a, a, at least a new piece of you. And so when I came back, I wasn't all the way you know, healed and all the way together, but my mind had shifted. Like, I got to do something about this. I, I can't, no one is responsible for me feeling like this. I am yeah. responsible for how I feel. So the first thing I did was started on the outside. Yeah. You know, I started working out. Mm -hmm. doing my hair and you know and then re recommitting so my little things for self-care for me are like smelling good yeah like that's Ooh, yeah. a little thing so i was like i'm gonna do that every day i'm gonna walk every day i'm gonna get dressed yeah. and not look crazy so i'm not gonna marry at least i could so starting on the outside it yeah. started to impact the inside i started to get more confident so i'm getting and it's not just because of weight, because I've been heavy, I've been light or whatever, and I still felt good. But because yeah. I'm coming out of having a child, having these blues, having all this stuff, it did matter that I started to lose weight. It did matter that I started to look good to myself. Yeah. And so, um, and then I set some other goals. You know, I'm reading and I'm doing things that are good for my soul. I'm praying. Yeah. I'm reading my devotions. I'm doing. I'm. I'm feeding. I'm eating. You know yeah. what I mean? In that way. And so that was a time, like, I just felt a horrible, blob, ugly, terrible mess after yeah. having my son. I was miserable. Yeah. But that week just kind of sparked things off, and it yeah. just kept, you know, it kept me going. And it brought me back to who I was. Yeah. So now when your family talking crazy, somebody's going to get smooched <laughs> out here. Rather than me being like, I'm all like, you know, trying to pick my battles and yes. talk through things. Don't talk to me crazy. Yeah. Don't do anything to me that I don't want done. Yeah. I'm going to set these boundaries. And if, and if you do cross the boundaries, there's going to be some consequences. Yeah. And so, and then I had to remember that I deserved to do that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a major time when I had to. I had, to, I had to adjust the crown because it had fallen off. I had to find it. That's what <laughs> really. On. I was like, listen. That's what happened. I mean, it was just gone. Listen. I was broken. 
But I think that that's um, dope. And that was kind of one of the places that I started too, because whereas your brother was like, come home and, you know, it allowed you that space. I had to find that space, you know, coming out of that situation and, and really not even just that situation. All my life I've been a mom mm-hmm. um, from very young on. So figuring out outside of being a mom, what is that space for me? Mm-hmm. Like, what are those things that refill, rejuvenate? Like, how do I, where is my center? Mm-hmm. Like, so I, I think that that's an important um, place for us to start is figuring out what those things are that you do enjoy doing. Like, I very recently have gotten into plus-size fashion. I've realized that I like doing those things. I Even with this podcast, I love sitting down and just chit-chatting and talking to my girlfriends and being completely just unmasked (laughs) and being able to have real conversations. Like, hanging out with you guys. There are times, you know, because life has happened and, you know, it's hard to get all of us together Mm -hmm. at one time, but... There are times when I have come out to hang out with you guys and it could be something as simple as, oh, let's go grab some drinks or let's have dinner. And I go home and I'm refilled. Mm -hmm. I know that those are things um, that fill me. So finding those things and knowing what those things are. um, It matters a great deal. Yeah. Tell me what was one of the hardest veils for you to lift. And I say veils in terms of as women, mm-hmm. um, and especially as black women, I think that we walk around with a lot layered veils. Mm-hmm. Um, one being of strength, one being of perfection, one being of just looking like we've got it all together. Um, there are several others that I didn't name, but what was one of the hardest ones it was for you to lift? I think um, sharing struggles, like if I'm maybe struggling work-wise or struggling mm-hmm. financially, because that requires assistance from people. Okay. And so I can talk about um, my feelings. Like I'm as hard as I come across. Um, I'm very vulnerable and can you know can sit down with a, someone I care about, my friends. Like you hurt my feelings. I had to learn how to say that versus like Yo. you being mad or I'm pissed that you didn't know. My feelings are hurt and I'm disappointed and yeah. my heart is broken. Yeah. Um, I think that was, it took some time to get there on that, but. And I can't even say that I'm all the way there on the veil piece as far as, like, the logistic part of things. And when I say logistic, I mean technically, like, if I don't have any money, you know what I mean? There was a, you know, I started my business, um, I've always had it for, like, 10 years on the side. But when I went full-blown me, I had financial struggles, you know what I mean? And I... And I weathered those storms by myself. I figured out how to get around them. It would have been easier if I asked for help. It absolutely would have been easier. But... Now, what, here's what it is. Now, when I talk to you guys, you know, I was telling y'all, I'm broke. I'm yeah. scared. I'm broke, you know, yeah. <laughs> because I just want to make sure, you know, people understand. Like, I'm not actually talking about I'm getting it. And then there, yeah. there's some very financially healthy times. And this is yeah. one of them. And I'm yeah. thankful for that. But when, but when you know, there's a moment of like, okay, I, I, this contract is over and I haven't replaced it. And that, yeah. that anxiety, I don't sit there and talk about anybody with anyone about it. Yeah. No one. Yeah. I internalize all of it and I just deal with it on my own. And so, so I'm saying like that veil is not one that I have lifted. Yeah. And so that I think I need to, because you know, any type of stressful situation, all those kind of things, you have to get it out of you. 
you can't just sit it sit with it inside you and so there's going to come a time where I, even with my mentor and, I, and then, you know what i just thought about that my mentor is someone who i've let into that area yeah. and not even completely so that is a veil that I'm working on fully lifting. That having someone or a space or something where I can really just just download about my, my business difficulties. And mm-hmm. I don't really do that because I'm so insulated. Like I have a, a small staff now. I have a virtual assistant. I have a marketing coordinator. Yes, come through. And <laughs> people don't even know that. <laughs> See, <laughs> this is what I'm saying. I'll be trying to be the humble friend. And I'm like, no, sis got a staff. <laughs> And so I deal with, you know, all the things with them and all that kind of stuff, you know, in a, in a, in a vacuum just with myself, because I'm, I'm like, I'm the one running the business. I'm the one taking the risk and all that kind of stuff. You don't need to know or deal with that. And so that's a veil I will work on lifting and maybe it's with my mentor or whomever it is, but, um, I do need help in getting and releasing that. Yeah. But I think the first step is acknowledging that. Yeah. Because that's the other part. You know, you can't do anything about something unless you acknowledge it. So when I said, I can't deal with this by myself, I should not be dealing with this by myself. That was a big step in admitting that. Yeah. What do you feel like is your greatest truth to date? My greatest truth? Your greatest truth that you've learned about yourself or for yourself. Okay. That I'm not as good as a person as I think I am. Because I've always been, I watch my mother be so selfless to people. My mother, and it's funny because we, we firecrackers, right? So yeah. people always seem like, oh, somebody who can cuss you out on a dime would be nice. But you know, Jamie, yeah. like I'll do anything for Absolutely. anybody. But I watched my mother do it. She never said, sat down like, you need to be like this for people. I just saw her give, 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 give. Yeah. I tell the story of when, you know, we were homeless at one time. And like, you know, homeless of my mother walking around the streets with her five children. And my sister was an infant. And I was like five years old. We are sleeping in baseball dugouts and parks and things of that nature. And then one day my brother found a $50 bill like in the rain on the ground. He got like a hotel room for a night. My mom bought some food and stuff, but she only had enough for a night. And then we ended up going to her girlfriend's house. We were all sitting on the porch. She knocked on the door and I remember her talking to her and whatever. They let us come in. And... We were playing with her kids in the living room and stuff. I happened to go to the back area, whatever. I heard them talking. And basically, she ended up charging my mother her last $20 for us to stay in her house, to sleep on her floor for one night. Wow. Fast forward to when my mother gets on her feet and gets her place. This same woman, she was being abused by her, her um, boyfriend at the time, the father of her children. She came to stay with us for free, and my mother gave her her bedroom. Wow. For weeks on end, not only that, he came to the house and he attacked her. Like, try to break into our house to attack her. And my mother ended up, like, physically fighting this man to defend her. Wow. And so, for me, I'm just like, my mother had all these thousands of faults. But I saw, you know, I would see things like that. And I'm like, yeah. wow. So, because I'm a helper, because I do do things for people, I always thought, like, I'm just a good person. I'm like, no, you do wrong things, you know. You might say the wrong thing. I'm not an, I don't set out with intention. Like, yeah. nobody yeah. can say that I woke up in the morning and started some nonsense yeah. with them or anything like that. Yeah. But I can say some very harsh things to people. And I think for me, I want, I need to see myself fully. Like I, I, I do good things and I am generally a good person, but you're not perfect and yeah. you need to, you need to own that yeah. and work on those things. It's not like it holds you there. You don't have to be trapped into those things. But yeah, I was out here thinking, I'm like, how can people do that to me? Like, no, <laughs> you're not that good. And 
and I think that was um, that was my biggest truth. And, and and it revealed itself a long time ago. So I'm way further, you know, in the whole process of healing that and, and the way I deal with that. But that was a tough one for me. And I would tell you that there's there's literally one incident that makes me feel that way. And I would tell that, but it's a part of someone else's truth. Okay. And so I can't do that. But respect. Respect. it was an it was a thing that I did that I'm like, you're not that good of a person if you could do this. But when I said that to myself, I, I stopped doing the thing, number yeah. one, and then, and then continued to say, okay, um, just recognize that I'm flawed, but how I can bounce back from that. Like, you can, you can make mistakes and you can do that, but you can turn that around. And so... Um, Insert, adjust your ground. <laughs> yes. Yes, you, yes, Rerouting. yes. Yes, absolutely. I love it. I love it. So let's end with, who needs to see you? Me? Who needs to see you? And the current version of Kelly, who is the current version of you an example to? People who are struggling with accepting themselves. Yeah. People who who are afraid to take risks. Yeah. Those those pr- people. There's some other, but I'd say in those two, two particular areas, because that's where I feel like I'm, I'm the strongest right okay. now. Yeah. I've been on my own technically since I was 11 years old. And so I've been at the mercy of all these different experiences and people and things like that, right? And so there's people that I come into certain circles and they're like, you know, I'm not married, I have a child. And then I'm in this circle and then, and all these people are married. And then they're like shaming people who are like me. Mm -hmm. But then I show up like, where my baby father at? (laughs) And, you know, and they're just like, how do you, you know, I'll give you an example of that. So... My, my son, my son's father will coach the soccer. I'll be this the team mom. Yeah, and so we're and we're in PG County. We're around all these affluent black people who are married. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and that's our circle, like these yeah. married HBCU alum and all that kind of stuff. And then one day, one of the parents, him and his wife, she she he's a Morehouse graduate. She's a Spelman graduate. He's a he's a Harvard alum, you know, mm-hmm. for his masters. So they're this. They got the big house out in PG and all that kind of stuff. And so they're around us for. For maybe like two years, our kids go to the same school. Our kids are playing soccer together. And then we ended up being Facebook friends. And that's where they found out that we weren't married. Uh, and then someone like, and then he said, he's like, on a, on a post that I made about co-parenting, he's like, you guys parent better than most married couples. Listen. I know. And then I said, um, I said, you know, and I, and I use words. I tell my son, when he says, you know, he wants to go out with me and his dad, I'm like, you're from a broken home. You can't request things like that. <laughs> But I take it, I take it and I make, I take it and I, I dismantle it. I make Mm -hmm. it funny in the sense of like, this is supposed to be a shameful thing, but we're thriving within it. Yeah. You know, so acceptance, like I did not get married and I had a child. This world may tell you that's terrible. I'm cool with it. I'm glad. I'm glad because we would just be divorced now. We would have had to pay to break up. So now we just did it for free. (laughs) We did it for free. (laughs) So, um, accepting yourself wherever you are. Yeah. And then, you know, and, and taking the risk because- I had all those side businesses since I met you, the bartending, company, mm-hmm. you know, the radio show. Absolutely. Then I was, you know, I was doing all those things. But then I actually left a job where, you know, somebody was paying me every two weeks to come there yes. and do their and do their thing. And I and I knew I was gonna take it was gonna be less money in the beginning or whatever. There was gonna be some struggles and stuff. But I was like, you know what? If I don't do this for me, I'm gonna keep doing this for them. I'm gonna wonder what will life be like like that. Yeah. And it's only a chunk of time. If it don't work out, listen, let me tell you, if I get down to a point, I'm going to make it work with somebody. What the, what? I go to the McDonald's. 
I'm not afraid to say to swallow that and say and that and that's another thing. I did this only thinking temporarily because of my son. Like I wanted to be there for him. I yeah. wanted the flexibility. So I always thought I would go back and work for someone. Yeah. It's just, you know, I'm out a little longer than I thought I would be. Yeah. So maybe I'll be out a lot longer, or maybe not. Yeah. But either way, I took the risk. I enjoyed it and I and I did XYZ. And then I'm gonna take another risk. And then I'm gonna take another risk. Yeah. And I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna be scared, but I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna be courageous about yeah. it. Because courage is not not being afraid. It's doing it in the face anyway, of fear. Absolutely agree. So I'm and I'll be happy to so those people who need to see that, they would need to see the, my victories and what it looks like from the valley. Yeah. So those people are people I think who need to see me right now and and see all of it not just you know the parts that look good yeah see all of it i agree and i i actually think that that's really good because and you say right now but i think that that's kind of been uh, kind of always who you were like that's the person that i was when i met you and um it did i i've come a mighty long <laughs> But you were a baby, Jamie. You you were so hard on yourself about that. You were a baby. Remember, I'm about to be 40. I'm five years older. And in life, that's a big gap of stuff. Like, I was, you were still in high school. I was in college. And so, you, all of us, especially 20s, you know, we're finding ourselves (laughs) and doing all that. Like I, it, yeah. but in my thirties, motherhood was in. When I had my son when I was twenty nine, motherhood yeah. was a new journey. I was nervous about and all that. Yeah. But you were comfortable and in doing your <laughs> thing we, by then. That's where we thrive. <laughs> yes, you were killing it. <laughs> so it was just just this other part of um, of life, and it's funny because I I had said before that me and my mom are very close, um, but I feel like that there are things that I have gotten from um there are things about womanhood Mm -hmm. that I have gotten from you all um that I didn't have Mm -hmm. and I'm not sure if um probably if I sit down and think about it probably if I end up in somebody's therapy session um I'm not sure if they were things that I was given and didn't receive Mm -hmm. or if I wasn't in the space to receive them or if they were things that I different dynamics because you remember your mother was in charge of you yeah so there's certain things you're not going to tell you're not going to get their struggles and all that if she sits down with you now I know she tells you more about herself yeah but you don't really get to know your parents while they're parenting you at all they're like no don't do that which is something that I try to continue to be mindful for with my own children like um let me actually sorry to interrupt you but do your sons know that you've had your heart broken have you ever had that conversation with them um you know what that's a good question because we talk a lot I don't know that we've had that conversation specifically I have told them um we've had conversations about relationships Mm -hmm. Um, but do they know what you've been through? No. And so uh, the most recent relationship that I came out of, Mm -hmm. I think is the first time that I legit have had my heart broken. Mm -hmm. And I think because I am still processing through that, Mm -hmm. which probably wouldn't be bad for them to be a part of, um, (laughs) that process. But, um, I think that was the first time that I can legit say that I had my heart broken, Mm -hmm. even in my earlier relationship, with with their father, I don't think that I had my heart broken. Because the love had been gone. It was more yeah. of a <laughs> It was just, mm-hmm. we were very young. Yeah, right. We just, yeah. I think that 
And I've dated a couple of other, I've had a couple mm-hmm. other serious relationships, but, but none this. that I felt mm-hmm. like, like girl, that a couple months ago, I was sitting down talking to Janelle, who has also, you know, gone through her own situation. And I'm like, girl, how long does this take? I like, just, I just had a conversation with a friend yesterday. I said, at the five year mark, I'm Jesus. five years, I'm five years. Jesus. Now I was, you know, I've been easy out of it, but it's like today I can say like, I don't feel that little black space. I don't yeah. get triggered by little oh. things. There's certain, there's certain songs that will maybe go back and be like, I will punch him in his face. <laughs> I will drive over there because I will remember the feeling that yes. I have felt. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. but I asked you that to say, that's why you weren't getting those things from your mom. Yeah. Because she was your parent, not because that she, especially, you know, a generation before us. Yeah. They're not your friend. You know, yeah. I'm your mama. I'm, I'm not your friend. Your friend. <laughs> so they may not want to. And then sometimes they, they have their own depression, their own heartbreak. How yeah. do you sit there and tell your child that? Yeah. So, you know. That's a good point. Yeah. So you got to remember that because I know I met your mom. Yeah. Your mom's a great woman. Yeah. And I, I guarantee you the reason why she didn't say those things is because she was raising you. She yeah. was in charge of you versus that she didn't have it or that she didn't know. Yeah. True. And I think it's funny that you say that because I am just as an adult learning about my mom's heartbreaks. But the funny things about those stories are is that a lot of our relationships and situations are identical. So. She looks at me and she's <laughs> like, girl. Yeah. And we can go one for one. Like this person was this to you and that was my this person. Yeah. This person was this person to you. So um, I, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. That's super dope. So the flip side of that is like, you know, because what I experienced, that's why I do something different with my son. I think, yeah. you know, I, we had a conversation where he asked me like, so how's your love life? He just asked me that. Jesus. And I was like, girl. When he asked me, I said, what am I going to say? I said, oh. I said, you know, niggas ain't shit. But everybody said that. I was like, the boys get on my nerves. And he was like, why? And I told him, I said, they're not consistent. He was like, what does that mean? And I told him what that meant. He was yeah. like, oh, they are so dumb. Because I said, it's like they say they like you and all this kind of yeah. stuff. And then it's like, oh, they may not call you or they may not like invite you out or make plans and things like that. And they just, I was, and they like waste your time. I was like, they come get you out your chair. Yeah. <laughs> Only to leave you standing there. And yeah. he's like, that is so dumb, Mom. My son is a good man. I just <laughs> want y'all to know. He is so good. He's like, I'm going to talk to her about that. He, he proactive oh. and everything. So that's why I talk to him about it now. Yeah. That's who else needs to see me. You yeah. know what I mean? That's true, though. That's very true. And I had, um, I had talked to someone else on one of these other episodes that I- I'm very intentional about my boys for that reason. I'm like, listen here. I'm giving y'all goodness, yes. ladies. Don't mess up my hard work. <laughs> yeah, but don't tell them that stuff in theory. Tell yeah. them what you've been through and, and how yeah. when the man did not do those things, yeah. how it impacted you. Yeah, true. Because I still haven't. There's certain conversations where I told my son and I, and I told his father, too. I was like, you know, yes, your father has made me cry before. Your father, you know, hurt my feelings before. Yeah. Um, he didn't break my heart the way because, in the sense of the way I left, it did, it was he was only half of the problem. It was some other stuff going on there. Yeah. It's like he didn't do a thing. It was like I caught him cheating. Da da da. He probably did cheat, but um, <laughs> I didn't catch him. Is it well, wasn't a, a yeah. final straw? It was like I'm yeah. not happy like this. Yeah. And I don't believe in thinking. Oh, it'll get better. Yeah, I, I deal with Ooh, what's right me. in front of me. Yeah. I don't, I don't deal with the potential of what it could yeah. be. And I said, okay, I'm, I haven't been happy for a long time. I don't see anything. We're doing anything to change that. Yeah, I need to go. Yeah. And so, 
you know, but I was also letting them know how much I, I loved your father and all, like the kind of the odyssey of how what people do impact you, how yeah. consideration matters a big deal, how what you say, what you do impacts people because you know I'll call it, we want our kids to be loved taken care of a yes. lot so we got to teach them that how people's actions impact them but also how your actions impact other, other people. people yeah so you, gotta, you know you got to show them that okay you know i'm teaching you how to be a good man but let me tell you what happens when you're not dealing with a good man yeah true i can vouch for this <laughs> and, and the truth of the matter is a lot of times they already know mm-hmm. like i remember when i just coming out of that situation that i owe the relationship that i was in and a couple years after it mm-hmm. um feeling like oh we could still be friends mm-hmm. and i remember he had invited me out to his um birthday dinner something like that something that while we were in a relationship never happened Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I remember leaving out um and you know telling the boys like oh I'll be back such and such's birthday and um Elijah looking at me and being like yeah I don't really want you to go to that and I was like well why and he was like yeah I just don't feel like that that's what you should do and I was like let me tell you something y'all think they don't know and and that is coming from me never having that conversation okay. with them. They saw some like stuff. they are mm-hmm. very like y'all. We think them kids don't pay attention. Listen, <laughs> they know. And even in some some other you know situations with my oldest son um, and um, their dad, his he had had a birthday party or something like that. And you know I try to always be the. I try to be the cool co- <laughs> right, co-parent. Right, right. But so I had suggested, I said, you know, why why don't you, um, you know, reach out to your dad and invite your dad. And he looked at me and he was just like, nah, he's not dependable. And I was like. Oh. Because you let him, you let him show them who he was. Yeah. You never told them who he was. You let Absolutely. them show him. That's what my mom did for me. Absolutely. That was the best thing you could do. And I was like. Okay, like y'all understand a lot more um, than than I give you credit for understanding. Um, So I do think that 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 definitely, and I think you're the first person to have said uh, or given an example of how young boys also need to see Mm -hmm. us. Like it's not just young girls that will relate. I'm I'm going to end with this, Um, and this is for this is for women who who have children, um, you know, single mothers, because I. Dating had always been one way, and then I had a child, and it's different. It's Uh extremely different. There's certain relationships I wouldn't even go further in because of my son. But if I was single, I'd probably let this nigga drag me through stuff. Yeah, so (laughs) all 2019. All 2019. So, um, excuse me for the N-word. I apologize. That's not one of my um, words. But um, what happened, this guy that um, dating is a really nice guy, um, and... I told I told him about my struggles about like introducing my son to someone or whatever, and mm-hmm. because we were at the point of talking about having our kids meet, yeah. you know, or meeting each other's kids, and he said, "I said I don't know how to present that in front of my child." And he said, "His mother." He said, "Your son needs to see his mother being loved well." He said, "He needs to see you being treated well, yeah. being taken care of, and being loved." He was like. It's not a matter of you, like, he's not, it's not a want, it's not a, he's like, he needs to see that. Absolutely. And I was yeah. like, oh, I like you. 
Yeah. It was so <laughs> like, oh, I like because it. I didn't even thought about, I hadn't it's thought about true. it. I thought about it with his dad. Even now, like I'm real particular about how we treat each other in front of him. Yeah, I kept thinking about that because that's his father. Versus, I'm gonna be with somebody else that's not his father. Yeah. You know, and so he's and because he needs to see that, not just for his life, but because you, he needs to see that you deserve it. It was yeah. it was more it was more about me. And then, yeah. oh yes, it'll impact him as he grows older and how to treat a woman and all that right. kind of stuff. But he right. was like, he needs to see his mother being loved well. You're not, you're not out in this world by yourself. Yeah. And you don't want to be by yourself. Yeah. So he was like, don't limit that because of your thoughts. He said, but you know, obviously, be smart about who you bring around him, which you will be. Yeah. He said, but don't try to keep that separate. Shield that from yeah. you. And I, so I've actually, I've always believed that um, because my mom was like that. Mm-hmm. We never met. Like anybody, somebody come around, it's uncle, mm-hmm. so and so. But with my own, I've always said, of course, only certain people, but um, I never approached it from an aspect of they need to see me treated well. I've always approached it as they need to see what healthy relationships, relationships look like. like. Mm-hmm. Um, so that you know you don't meet a girl one day and tomorrow she's your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. No, you need to qualify her. Mm-hmm. You need to know that you get to choose mm-hmm. out here and that you have some stuff that you um, are worthy of as well. Right. But I never looked at it that way, so that's a really good point. Yeah, so that was great advice from okay. that guy. Great so. advice. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Kelly, for giving us all of your great advice and sharing your story with us. Oh, right. Jamie, thank you for having me but also i want to thank you because like you said we met some years ago and you were you know this there's still all of the jamie there but you were in a different space and that kind of thing so what i appreciate about what you're doing not only are you growing and um and just flourishing but you're helping other people do that too with your story so thank you for doing that thank you for sharing your story and creating spaces so that you know that we can do that and, and assist you in it as well it's not easy yeah. Um, because you know, I know that some things you had struggled with and stuff, but yeah. you're, you're talking about them. You're talking yeah. about that in front of people and you're yeah. doing these things. So keep doing that. You know, we're grateful for that because it is, is it's, it continues to empower me and I, I know it empowers our friends and people around yeah. us. And then you have a whole audience now, <laughs> yes, people who, audience. Who, you know, <laughs> that you're doing that for. I see the comments and I see that. And I'm always just like, look at Jamie. I look love at you. you. <laughs> you know, thank beautiful. you. And thank you for always being